Hello and welcome back to the Rosie Posey podcast, the official podcast of Bonnie Rig Rose Athletic Football Club. Three games into the season, three wins, no goals conceded. It's been a fantastic start. I'm Sean McGill and joining me to look at how the Rose have come flying out the box is my usual co-host, Amy Canavan. How are you, Amy? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Rose kind of saved your sporting weekend, didn't they? Well, Sean, thank you so much for drawing in on that one. For reminding you of that. I don't really want, I think it's pretty obvious you've just totally gave away who my wee team are. Um, <laughs> Not that you've yes. ma- ever mentioned it on Twitter or other podcasts or anything like that. That's so true. Like, no one that you name. And they, you know, and they're like, oh, don't show any, um, like, be neutral, don't yeah. show any preferences, allegiances, or anything like that. There was only one club I retweet. Um, <laughs> but, but to be fair, you're in a harder situation because full disclosure have not exposed it enough. You're a you're a Celtic fan, whereas yeah. me, who is a, a long suffering Kilmarnock fan, that's not really offensive. No one's gonna be too. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm watching some You're a, a tough line there. I have to say, I do try. I really do try not retweet anything by the tick. I like a few tweets. Um, there's you just can't like uh, if they retweet Henrik Larson scoring against Rangers of course I'm going to love that there's been no <laughs> tweets this weekend that I've liked though so yes there was that and That's then the there was yeah then there was the wee wee team and that was Spurs yeah so that was just Spurs. that was a beautiful Sunday and Cracking then to round off time. yeah thanks to round off my weekend, this I, is the best one. <laughs> I support the New York Jets. And they scored a big fat zero. Zero, which is always oh, impressive wow. in, a, in a game of very good football. Big up the Miami and, Dolphins. <laughs> who aren't a great side either. And also, <laughs> <That's> uh, <worse. laughs> the, Jet, the Jets are the only side in the NFL to not have picked up a win yet this season. So... God bless Boring Rose is really the, the message here. Yeah. If you didn't have Boring Rose, where yeah. would you be? Uh, what a worrying, what a worrying question. <laughs> what a worrying thought. I'm sure a lot of people listen to the podcast would agree. <laughs> God bless Boring Rose. Uh, we'll start by looking back at our midweek victory over Caledonian Braves as the Rose ran out 2-0 winners in our first home game of the season. Before me and Amy get into the game, here's what the gaffer had to say post-match when I spoke to Robbie Horn, courtesy of Wilderna Productions. Robbie, another win, another clean sheet. Got to be happy with that. Absolutely delighted. The first half performance was really, really good. Could have been out of sight in the first half, to be honest. The chances we created. Um, no, I thought we were going to go in at one nil at half time, and uh, obviously you were a wee bit after the, obviously the domination we had in the first half. We got a goal just before half time, which was massive. Um, and then second half, I thought they came back into it, to be fair. Um, we dropped off it a little bit, but we still thought we were in control of the game. Um, never really under any sort of threat. So, delighted. As you say, another clean sheet, another couple of goals. So, another one, three points, we move on. No bad opener from Kerr, was it? Good strike, and it took a wee deflection, to be oh, fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see that from that side. So. Yeah, no, a wee nick, I think, off the defender, but they hit, they hit it well, that's, that's for sure. And the uh, second goal was a. It was a great goal as well, good play from uh, Johnny Harassan to get the ball back. Mm. Scotty would done well as well and a great finish from Gio, so no, I delighted, uh, delighted three points. Some shift from Scott Gray tonight as well, he was brilliant in the middle, the middle of the park and then came out to, to wing back as well. Yeah, no, he was excellent, he was excellent. I thought he was good on, uh, on Saturday second half, mm. but he started the second half really well and uh, he took that into tonight as well. I thought he had a, a really good game. Uh, 
tonight. And another game on Saturday, Gretna at home. Looking forward to that one, trying to keep the run going. Yeah, just said that to the players, you know, you can't, you can't let up. There's not an easy game in the Lowland League, so Aye. you can't turn up and expect to win games. You've got to go and uh, be ready for it, and uh, we will be ready for it. It's another opportunity to get three points, another home game for us, so looking forward to it. Robbie, well done. Thanks All very right, much. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Sean, we've just heard you from when you spoke to Robbie after the game there. You were obviously at the game. I watched it on the stream, which I'm hoping many of our listeners did as well. What mm-hmm. did you make of the midweek game there? I thought it was pretty good, yeah. I think it's um, it's maybe the best all-round performance we've had because we did really control that game. I didn't really feel like there was any time in the game where uh, we were sort of under a lot of pressure. Robbie said it there himself that... Um, he was absolutely delighted, particularly with the first half performance, which we did really, really dominate uh, that game. And Cali Braves had a few wayward shots, but like I said, it was control is the sort of number one word I'd use for this game. Uh, and we opened the scoring with a, a proper, proper thump of a goal. What was it like watching it as a stream? I'm at, I don't know if you've really ever watched Born and I Got a Stream before. Uh, I don't think I don't think I have. No, because uh, obviously we're in strange yeah. times, so exactly. No, it was. I have to say, the stream was really strong. It really is strong. It's great quality. Yeah. Credit um, to Wayne. Big credit to Wayne there. I was quite lucky because I think there's. It's hard with no sound, nor no, no commentary, which is obviously mm. the, hopefully the the aim and not too a distant future. But mm-hmm. it's um, it's hard. It's not. It's not necessarily hard to keep track and keep focus but I had I can't remember who else was who was playing last week I had another game on the telly and I had um bought a game on my laptop but to be fair the Cali Braves bench were keeping me entertained vocal yeah so they really they, they kept held my attention um <laughs> but no you, you've seen it it was you, you got a really pretty good angle at Kerry Young's goal, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And it is, it's odd because you don't really know what to do. It's not even because when you're watching it on the TV, at least like you've got the commentator as well, they're like, and they're screaming along with you and you're, they're talking you through the goal, but you sort of laugh. I was off sitting in the living room. So I felt a bit of, bit of tube celebrating, but um, no, it was a great finish and uh, catching it live is, uh, you can't ask for much better than that. Yeah, you're sort of living the experience of a lot of our listeners, I imagine, with that one. And it's funny when I spoke to Robbie about that goal because when we we were on uh, sort of the uh, the side closest to the gates, I guess you would, you would describe it as we were the side opposite from the dugouts. Um, so to us, it just looked like an absolute thump from Kerr. Clean and then, strike. <laughs> exactly. And then I spoke to Robbie, and he kind of downplayed that a bit and said that. He's pretty sure it took a deflection, which I guess you can kind of maybe see the ball. Poor Kerr, but I still think. And I, I, we should talk about Kerry Young for a bit because I know he's a player you're fond of, and I just think that he's properly, properly enjoyable to watch because there's no limits on the way he plays. I mean, Sheffield United get a lot of praise for their centre halves and the overlapping centre backs. You like that line? I can see. I you like can't that. see Amy's that face, is... the listeners, but she, she's she's she's, <laughs> she's proud of that line. But they, they, she, she like they like overlapping <laughs> centre backs. That's another thing. A tactical sort of. Uh, quirk of Sheffield United's game that got them a lot of praise in their very successful uh, return to the Premier League last year. And he's like that, isn't he? He just completely roams forward. There's no sort of inhibitions. He's got a great delivery. And he'll score goals like he did on um, on Wednesday, Tuesday, sorry. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think with Bob Wilson beside him as well this season, it's been a great addition to the side. He's oh, really commanding in uh, in the back line, and with the three we nearly as well. It's um, they're real, and as you said, I have picked. I think Kerry Young so far is my standout of the season. Um, just with how comfortable he's looking on the ball, and he's really controlling. I don't. I think against Gala, he didn't lose a header. There was not one, no, not one inward ball. Um, that he was not dominating in there, and obviously that's what you want. And but the three of them are big guys at the back, but um, you know there's a there's a real presence there, and long may it continue with a few more goals. And like you said, it's been really great from from the three of them. But what what makes Kerr the standout for you so far? Why do you think that he's caught your attention so much? I think, as you said, he does. He's the one that. He, he comes he comes out for the back a bit more, yeah. and he links up really well with uh, with Johnny Stewart. And he links up really well with Johnny Brown as well. Um, and especially at Gala, I thought the the, the two of them were, were exceptional. Um, so I just the he, he starts off a lot of moves. Bob Wilson sits back a wee bit, which is obviously the push I want, and um, you need somebody back there. Um, but I quite I like I like seeing Kerry on go go striding forward in for a wee wander. Yeah, there's loads of times where he's just like he's almost uh, hugging the touchline as it before he delivers yeah. a cross. Or there was a moment we'll get on to, to Saturday's game later in the show, but uh, there was a moment where I think uh, Gio had the chance to just knock the ball back to him, and so Kerr could have smashed it from outside the box. And then I think Gio tries to turn and doesn't quite get a shot away or whatever. And Kerr's so frustrated because he had another goal scoring opportunity, and I think that shows yeah. that it's quite a I'm a bit odd mentality from a, a centre half, but. It sort of starts, like it. shows why it why it's, uh, I like it a lot as well. Um, and then our second goal on Tuesday against Cali Braves comes from a very familiar goal scorer from, from last season, certainly our top goal scorer last season, George Hunter, who 17 goals last season, that's his, his first of the new campaign. And it was just, I think it sort of summed him up because it was a bit of quality and it was so cool. Like he's he threw on goal, it's a, it's a fantastic ball from Scott Gray, who I think I'm going to mention later on is just... Uh, Someone who's really stood out to me this season so far, but yes, uh, Chapel's almost fallen over as he delivers that ball, and he still manages to get it through to George Hunter. Just cuts the back foot open, and he geo chips it over the keeper, and it, it helps me have a player of that sort of quality. I mean, Bournemouth have been looking, or, or we've said it loads of times, on an upward trajectory over the past few seasons, but then that addition of George Hunter last year um, sort of just helped the front two become even more effective. Yeah, uh, as you say, I think we'll touch on that a little bit later and obviously going into talking about Saturday's game as well. But already when we spoke about it on last week's show against uh, when we reflected on Gala, with Hunter and McGarkey up top, the, the presence, I know I've just said the presence in defence, but the presence up top with the two of them, they're causing all, well, that's three, three defences we came up against in the, the campaign already. And it's they're just causing them havoc. The hold-up play from the both of them is absolutely superb. Um, and I'd hate to be any defender coming up against them. Absolutely. So, as we said, Robbie was absolutely delighted with that performance. And it's just great. Football under the lights. And to pick up our midweek win against a good side. <laughs> it was freezing. It was so cool. That was the, oh, my God. I'm not even ashamed to say. I'm just going to chuck him under the bus a little bit. Sean was crying. 
at this uh, in the afternoon <laughs> when it was the if anyone's local the heavy 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 rain so i think we got to about two o'clock and white hill had been called off pennicut had been called off and musclebra somewhere else musclebra or was it east houses can't remember I'm Some, sure musclebra. or maybe it was, was it penny muscle penny were playing musclebra i think that's what yeah. it was aye so east houses um, and sean's just like oh that's another one. That's another one. That's another one. <laughs> Not saying that he didn't want to watch the rose, which he definitely did. Oh, of course he did. He turned up, and I sat with the heating on in the house. The <laughs> um, so I got the, I got the, he got the rose. Sorry, but um, no, it was a very cold one, and I was not. I'm very. I know everyone. We're very lucky to be seeing any sort oh, of live football. One hundred percent. Yeah, you can watch that one by yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Jake, of course. Yeah. Um, oh, of course, I was I was still uh, absolutely buzzing to be there. We know how lucky we are, but I, I just, it, it generally didn't look like it'd been on because we were, we were chatting about it and it had just been really, really heavy rain since m- Monday, Monday night, really, hadn't it? And uh, yeah. it's, it's credit to our uh, pitch suppliers who have unfortunately forgot the name of it at the moment. Uh, but just the, to get that done over the season, that was actually a, because of the money raised the donate a, a ticket competition that we've managed to have such good facilities there. So it's just another sort of, uh, yeah, Feather of the Cap, a fantastic support that we've got because we couldn't really, the game might have not gone ahead if the fans weren't so uh, accommodating. Just the generosity of the Bournemouth support. The generosity of the Bournemouth support, certainly. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get it's pro turf care just because I would like to give a shout out. There to we go. Pro turf care. That was me stalling a wee bit You're there. You're quicker at searching <laughs> than me. That's me. I'm sitting on my phone here. And I'm like, I beat you. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize you actually asked me a question. I'm starting going. Um, um. But yeah, pro That's turf me. care did a fantastic job, and and they're uh, massively uh, played a role in the fact that. The game was perfectly playable. There was no complaints about the pitch at all. Pitch is looking stunning. I think yes. Wayne's done pictures. I think before the preseason, he got his mm. wee like. Oh, it's drone in. Not yeah, he's drone. Yeah, I was gonna say no. It's gonna be helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> we might have a helicopter. Like, a wee helicopter. I was like, mm. um, no, the pit and it's they really do do it credit. It's a stunning looking, stunning, yeah. stunning looking pitch. Yeah, I think. Uh, Charlie, the chairman, was saying that if the ref called that game off, it would have been laughable. And I think he was that it <laughs> was spot on. To be fair, because I, I got there and there's no way that you could have called that game off. The slight bubble in the ball, but I there's no major concern. So again, thanks to Pro Turf Care for that, and thank you to all the Rose fans for your generosity over the summer, especially in the hard times that are in. The fact that you helped us be able to afford that is uh, massively, massively appreciated, and we'll never take that for granted. So thank you very much, again. Uh, as Amy said before, there's nothing like the football on a Saturday. And um, as we said, we've said lots of times, we're lucky, very, very lucky to experience that this weekend as the Rose picked up a 3 0 win over Gretna 2008 at New Dundas Park. Let's hear again from the gaffer as Robbie Horn spoke to Jake Gray and Molina Productions after the win. <laughs> Helped us as well and gave us a strong hold in the game. Um, but yeah, we can play better, there's no doubt about that. But as I said, it's a sign of a good team if you can play poorly and you know, keep a clean sheet and you win the game 3 0. So pleased with the result. 
and he hasn't been called on much so far this season, but a good performance for Mark Weirin goes today. Yeah, it's an important save. Obviously, it's maybe not the best hit penalty, but he's still got to save it. He's obviously got to be a presence there, and it's a, that's an important part of the stage in the game. And said that to the boys as well that you know, if they score there, it's a different, it's a different game. So, you know, please, please for Mark, and obviously keeps his clean sheet with that as well. So it's good. And you'll be delighted to get Dean Hoskins back in your squad today as well. I think we can see today that everyone's having to get used. You know, I said that to the players when we started the season that everyone's going to have to play their part. Um, and right away, there you go. You've got Scott Gray playing at right wing back. You've got Dean Brett struggling with his ribs. Johnny Brown's obviously out. Alan Horn's still out. Uh, Turner's obviously pulling up there as well. So uh, George. So everyone's getting used. So, it's, it's, so for me, it's it's good that boys can you know come in and we're, we're not sure that we're weakening when the other players are coming in, which is great. Thanks a lot. All right. Cheers. Good to hear from Jake there. There might be some Rose fans who haven't had the chance to yet. He was keen to be on this podcast, but unfortunately, he's working away at the old Tesco, I assume. It's Tesco. Everyone. Everyone's ev- afloat. Uh, t- Tesco's like you keep, You'd think so, eh? You keep Tesco hard and good afloat. So. He keeps Tesco. Yes, I do. James Wilson was on last week. He's kicking about Tesco as well. It's, we're Tesco daft. Yeah, we sponsor, held it together. If you oh want to sponsor God. the Rosie Posey podcast, could you think you could sort that out now? Store manager might have a few problems, <laughs> with, but yeah, I'll speak to him. Get that sorted. More, just, more from the fact that I had to come out Saturdays to do this. Maybe right now, <laughs> yeah, so I'll just go. Yeah, uh, thanks for dropping my Saturday shift. And second of all, give me your dollars. <laughs> you mentioned the dropping Saturdays, and so you could focus on this, and that's um, what you, myself, and uh, Jake there as well. You're hearing from is uh, are doing. Uh, <laughs> You need to stop with your facial reactions on, on Zoom. We're going to have to go to an audio only thing so you can concentrate. I'm really <laughs> impressed by you. Thanks, you did really well. <laughs> Pat on the back. Um, aye, um, Fair play hosting is not easy. Sean's very good. See, I've got such a nice co-host. Um, it's not like this usually. We give each other dogs abuse most of the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mentioned um, Jake there as well is obviously the, the third member of, of what... Uh, of what Brendan Parkinson, our treasure, calls his young team, his media young team. And uh, Saturday was actually the first chance that we'd all managed to be together, all, uh, all meet each other, really, because we got this job, what, five months ago? April? Yeah, maybe? June. Was June. it just June? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Ah, no, I think I'm, it was June. I'm talking rubbish. But still, a, long, a fair t- time ago. A fair the, while ago. And for the fact, it was the first time of the, the three of us being together. And I was just kind of just hoping to deliver decent, decent content and and hopefully keep all you Rose fans entertained. So that's the aim, certainly. Long um, live the young team. Long live the young team. <laughs> uh, Brendan's like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, we're letting him shout on the sidelines a little bit more. <laughs> exactly. We thought so. We hope it's been a, a good start for us, and it was certainly a good start on Saturday. Uh, we got off to a really, really solid uh, start in that game. Just because you didn't really feel like Grant had troubled us too much at all in that sort of opening period on on Saturday, did you? No, not at all. I think um, Robbie said there that uh, well, that it perhaps wasn't the best of performances, and I think that's a little bit. A little bit harsh. I said that right away. I was like, I, I was at the match court, and I was um, I was ready to really quite 
Uh, I think that was a general thing from a lot of people other than us. I think a lot of people sort of thought that uh, yeah, I was going to 1-3-0 with a performance like that, whereas me personally, I mean, maybe, we are, maybe it's, it's youth that's got us positive. But. <laughs> that's what it was, yeah. Because um, I was thinking, I've thought, wow, I've took a fair amount of notes here. I was like, I've got a, got a nice positive evening of writing a match put ahead of me. And then you listen to Robbie and he was a bit like, oh, that wasn't the best, was that? And I was like, whoa, better tone it down a bit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> go, go with your nah, gut, go, go with your gut. Exactly, the opening 20 minutes, it was it was pretty flat. There was there was nothing wrong with it. There just wasn't anything stand out. There was nothing great, really. Um, mm. I think, yeah, the first chance, first real chance did fall to Gretna. But um, Mark Weir had a great performance. Um <laughs> On Saturday afternoon, obviously three clean sheets as well. That's no mean feat. Um, and there was obviously a penalty saved within that as well. But no, it was it was a bit. I'm now sounding more and more like, oh, I'm agreeing with Robbie. It was a, probably quite a slow start at the weekend. Yeah, so I think the shot from another number seven, Sean Rogers, which forced Mark to get into that his first good save of the afternoon. I think that really kicked into gear and. Um, just sort of put put a bit of fright into the side, and that um, yeah, it was a it was not going to be a an easy afternoon. From there on in, though, um, Johnny Stewart kicked things off, didn't he? Aye, good to see the skipper off the mark certainly, and uh, was doing some digging. He just just the one goal last season, which I'm sure he wouldn't be uh, too happy with. But that's him already matched his tally for last year, and. Um, uh, you just notice in these games, um, obviously, um, you've watched Burnley a lot more than I have. I've sort of sporadically visited uh, New Dundas Park before. Uh, Joining loyalties lie. <laughs> well, maybe look, my loyalties lie with Burnley Grows, but uh, we'll maybe get on to that later on. I don't know. Um, Where'd you live, Sean? <laughs> Goldbridge now. <laughs> Where did you previously live? <laughs> I was running a flat in Newton Village. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, so before um, Amy exposes me too much, um, I think you notice how much that um, Johnny Stewart just sort of uh, dictates the plays constantly available, isn't he? Like he just he'll drop off, uh, he'll drop into the defence, he'll push a wee bit further forward. He's just constantly demanding the ball and finding that space to try and keep the game ticking over. And um, Johnny's just a, a great person around. You can tell he was great on the second episode of the Rosie Posey podcast. You can go back and listen to that if you if you haven't done because it's a, a really great good listening. interview. But, uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a really great interview conducted by me. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about the guests. That's always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so, some great stuff from from Johnny there, and you can see why he's such a well, a highly thought of captain, really. Um, and then the next sort of big moment is the game they have a chance to equalise, like you alluded to earlier on, where uh, they, they get a penalty. There's no real complaints for the penalty. I didn't see any of the Rose players sort of uh, begrudging and that one. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I, um, nothing malicious for Mandy at all. I don't think he's that sort of player, but it's just one of those ones where... I think um, he was just caught, caught a bit I, slow. It's just it's, it's a foul in the box and it's a penalty and, and that's that. And... Um, you start to think, well, that's our first goal of the season going to be conceded here, especially considering that Jordan Irvin, their penalty taker, had scored from the spot in, uh, in Great Rose opening two games of the season, a 2-1 defeat to Spartans at the death, and then uh, a 6-1 thumping from East Kilbride at Cape Park. Um, 
so you thought that it's, that's three and three for this guy. He scored two from the spot already, and it wasn't a bad parent at all. It's one of those ones where you don't sort of go, "Oh, he could have done better with that." I think Mark Weir's just a fantastic picked the job. He's picked the corner. He's guessed the right way. He's made himself as big as he can be in that corner, and he's kept the clean sheet record intact. Yeah, like you say, it was a it was a strong enough penalty penalty kick from from Marvin and. It's just one of those ones that you do just have to credit Mark Weir, like you say. Got down really well, strong save, parried it away, didn't put it right back into, into his feet or whatever. Nope. So, no, it was a really um, it was a really strong save, got a really strong hand to it, which was just sort of the story of his afternoon. I can't, can't actually think how many times I've literally said strong save, but there's nothing else that can, uh, can really describe that. And it's not like it's... He's constantly making strong saves. It's not that we're noticing Mark Weir because he's having to do a lot because I don't think he... No, it's without, just it's one sort of those very much when called upon. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think it, I don't want to sound like, because we are obviously uh, part of the club that we think that, oh, it's, we've been, we've barely faced anything. But I just mean that I think we have been the better sides in our three games and I think that we haven't faced a massive amount of shots. But when um, teams have got a shot on target. I just think Mark Pierre's made really, really good, strong save. I think strong, every time it seems to be, like there's, no, there's no sort of, um, he just gives everything in the saves. They're, they're going well wide, they're parried really well. And I just think he has such a fantastic presence to, to have in, in goals there. Certainly want that in your last line of defence. So true, so, so true. Um, and then the game sort of uh, swings in our favour even further after their captain uh, gets two yeah. reckons in, in his Credit to Gretna there, though, because it didn't really change the game or dynamic or nah. anything. Um, obviously, being a man down, but it wasn't like one of those, oh, like, oh, game totally changed them. Go no, they didn't chuck it, did like, they? It just, no, and it was, um, we, they went down to 10, and moments later, what, two minutes later, three minutes later, we got second goal. Um, obviously, it was an own goal from the substitute Jackson, who oh, bless, that was his first touch. Um, but bless, <laughs> bless, yeah. Um, it was a it, on the do, 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 right. Sean's <laughs> watching me. Yeah, that's oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> years of age. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I would have to write with my right hand. <laughs> oh, on the right hand side. Uh, uh, down by the corner flag and Lee Curry, dead ball specialist, dead uh, whipped specialist. the ball in and it was oh, it was right in the mix. Somebody was getting a header on it. I actually do think Kerry Young was there um, and it was going to fall to him if it wasn't for Jackson who just did land a little bit unlucky seeing that his header end up in the back of his own net. And then the second goal I guess kind of because we were maybe thinking uh, Rose might regret not taking their chances here because um, you're 1-0 up, you know, a goal completely changes the complex of that game and obviously the result. So, um, yeah, getting that then, second was needed. Yeah, it just sort of lifted the pressure and it meant that we could make a few more changes, I think. And uh, two subs made an impact and showed their worth. Uh, Dean Hoskins, the Grattan Goose, came off the bench for his, his second debut. Welcome for, back. Welcome back. Dean uh, for his second debut for, for the Rose after a successful spell. He before. really did just slot right back in, didn't he? Ah, he, was, he went on to left wing back, didn't he? Um, yeah. And I just looked really, really comfortable. And you can tell he was familiar. He was just obviously on that side. He was with Neely and he was just like seemed really uh, composed. I composed with Johnny Stewart as well in front of him. And it was just, yeah. 
just look like faces. perfect hand fit. What's that? Per perfect fit hand fit to the glove. What's that? Um, I don't know. Fits like a glove. Um, it fit like a glove when the boob. Fit like a glove. Yeah. It fit like a glove. Um, a class analogy. You know these journalism students. <laughs> <laughs> and the future of the media. The future of the media is not good uh, based God, on this. Um, hi, but um, one sub uh, links up with another. Uh, Dean Hoskins is in a fair bit of space on uh, the left wing. Gets forward really, really well and picks out. John Smith with a slide ball who deceives the keeper, doesn't he? Uh, tricks him with a little Yeah, a shot. little bit of a fool there. And then but, um, yeah, deserves so as well. John Smith's been great, I think. Yes, he was, um, I think, alongside Jamie Doherty, but I'd probably even go purely because um, with it being his first season, I think John Smith was one of my players of the pre-season um, for mm -hmm. me. I think... I'd, did I get to two games? Um, he's yeah, just he's so quick. He's so sharp. Um, maybe wasn't at his absolute sharpest at the weekend, uh, but even then, you, he's still two, three yards quicker than anyone else. I think he turned the keep. He turned oh. the defender on yeah. right on the halfway line and drove all the way in. And I think it was it was yeah. saved well actually. Ball but, through um, both their legs, kind of thing, and it's just like that. Yeah. I, I love little moments of electricity like that in football. Just what makes it because it's just it, you didn't know you're fully expecting John Smith just to take that into his feet and back into the defender, but the fact that the ball goes flying through and he can just uh, and jump onto that ball is a, a really great sort of wee piece of skill. Shows intelligence as well. Stuff. Yes, lovely stuff. And the forty goals last season. Like, forty goals, like a similar tally. And forty goals. It doesn't matter where you are. This. Anything, any don't league, 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 Champions League, whatever. 40 goals in Champions a season. League, well, maybe not 40. You want to see somebody with 40 goals in the Champions League? What's the, That'd you, be pretty uh, impressive, actually, wouldn't it? But, <laughs> we'll see if John Smith does it with so goals in the Champions League in the future. <laughs> 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 there we go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 40 goals, like, just ridiculous. And any sort of professional or any football league, doesn't matter. Um, so, and he's already got his first for the season come off the bench. It was a shame for him at Trent on the first day of the season. It was a mix-up with, with numbers or whatever. Yeah, the team yeah, lines and John Gala, Smith yeah. couldn't get off the bench. Aye, sorry. Um, down at Gala. Um, so, aye, great to see him get off the mark. And only 39 to go. So, we'll give him that there challenge. There we go. Plenty of time. Plenty <laughs> uh, of time. That rounded off a 3-0 a, a win that we were maybe felt more positive about than, than everyone else. But I, I think there's no... <laughs> anybody else. <laughs> anybody else. Um, but there's no arguing that Rose was a better team. Um, Deserved. Three goals. Three goals, no, three points. Nothing conceded again. And um, we should also mention the, the milestones that occurred in those games in terms of yes. player appearances. Neil Martinuk is up to 100 appearances for the Rose after Saturday's game. And Kira Magaki is up at 200. Um, so congratulations to both of them. The games ratio. Oh, tell us about that because it is just ridiculous, isn't it? Did we say eighty-seven? Eighty-seven, yeah. <laughs> Testing oh, you there, good memory. You can see why. You can, yeah. see, not my, yeah, Kieran, yeah. Um, long may that continue and improve. Yeah, I hope so. And, With um, George Bethabum. Yeah, but then you've got John Smith in the mix, Jamie Dock's been good off the bench and scoring good goals, so um, yeah, it bodes well for, 
for the Rose front line. And just congratulations to the both of them for those milestones and thank you very much. I'm sure there's plenty of Rose fans listening who have enjoyed plenty of moments from, from the both of them over the season seasons prior. Uh, let's look back at maybe a bit, a bit premature to look back at the season whole. Technically, it all happened in a week, but it's a, it's a, it's a three wins in a week, uh, eight goals in a week, nine, nine goals in a week. Um, <laughs> thank you for reminding me of the last year. And um, no goals conceded. Like You can't really ask for a, a better start to the season, Amy. No, it is, um, it is dream stuff. It really is. It's one of these ones that, yeah, right, okay, you've maybe not faced, you can only, you can only, without, you can only play who you're put in front of. Yeah, without and, disrespecting um, the opposition that we've come up against, because as Robbie constantly tells us, there's no easy games in no the Um I think Rose have been favourites to win the three games that we have. We have been deserving of those wins. I think it would be expected of us to win those games. Um, Absolutely. But, um, Still needs to be done though. Yeah, and there's no there's no walkovers in this division. Absolutely none. No, so you saw that with the team who finished bottom. Sorry, the, sorry, the, sorry, yeah. On you go. The, the team who finished bottom last year, Villa leading, scoring four goals against PSC uh, Glasgow, finishing the top four last year. And congratulations to to Rose player Aaron Laidlaw for getting three with his loan team uh, there. A hat trick for a Rose player without playing for the Rose is, is pretty good going. So there we go. uh, we're keeping an eye on you boys over at uh, down at down at Leiden. So. Uh, certainly keep that up but do you know what I mean that that sort of underlines the point doesn't it that the team who to be fair to them comfortably finished bottom of the league last year are putting up a proper yep. fight against top four one of the better sides exactly yeah and it really does just just totally and utterly re- reinforces Robbie's point that there is no easy games in this division and that's why it still makes it such a good start to the season that even though uh, we might have been slight favourites to win these games that we still have done them and have done them convincingly. Is absolutely, and you can't you can say it doesn't affect, but it does. It is. It is that these are strange times, and these having next to no well, no fans, next to nobody in even the ground at all, and people that are we're all obviously spread out around around the ground. It is. It's odd. It's an odd experience, and it's. Um, Especially when you look back, especially at those games, the amount of fans that turn up week in, week out, to go from five, six hundred comfortably, comfortably, to I don't know how many, hopefully these even at the grounds these days, twenty, I don't know, it's so, uh, so, so small, maybe between the two sides, something like that. Um, it's, it's, it's a credit to the players that they're not letting that affect them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the only the only other team in the division not to consider a goal yet is he still unsure. So even even um, oh know, that's pretty soon we play then. Yeah, it is it is the seventh November. November. We've got this, both got the same date in our heads, so we hope it's right. We'll go with um, that. We'll go with that. It's no better <laughs> move. Um, I even your more fancy teams, Kelty and uh, East Kilbride have conceded goals. So yeah. Um, all credit to Definitely not defense. even just the, the defence of the keeper but the whole team because the way we play the way we yeah. press the way we demand the ball back quickly I think um, it's a credit to the entire team with that defensive record and as I've said a couple of times long may it continue um, so we've sort of looked back at the season you'd said that 
that Kerr Young had maybe been your sort of standout the season so far and this sort of opening week of the season. I would say, I haven't mentioned there, but I think just Scott Gray's been absolutely fantastic. Just You're well impressed by him, aren't you? I really am. Um, I think the game that underlined, underlined it most was that midweek game against Cali Braves because he starts as, as he often does as the furthest forward midfielder, um, number 10 linking up with both. Because uh, and Stuart, and then the the front two as well, and I just think he does such. A, he's so busy in there. He's creative. He's, he's pre- he sort of uh, dictates the press from that. Yeah, he's just really really good. And then because uh, Johnny Brown, who was playing right back in that game because of the injury to Dino, uh, Scott Gray goes out to right wing back, and he's fantastic there as well. Doesn't put a foot wrong. Uh, I just think that's so so impressive that. Um, he can and just versatile. Really, he's massive versatile, but I, I think versatility sometimes uh, it sometimes implies that the player isn't particularly good in one position, which I don't think is the case with Scott Gray. I just think he's no, he's just not. really really good at what he does, and he's just a fantastic player to have around. Um, certainly. So we'll look ahead now. We've looked back at the start of the season. If you look back, uh. To Tuesday's game, Kerr Young scores an absolute thumper, and that's something that um, might have reminded Amy and other Rose fans of of a, another fantastic Kerr Young goal and that links into our preview. Like we always like to end the show by previewing our so piece. So <laughs> so she oh, won't even let me finish my segue because she's <laughs> too to talk about. But we're talking about a Kerr Young thumper against Cali Braves. So tell me about a Kerr Young, uh, a fantastic Kerr Young goal against our oh. opponents on Saturday. On a cold. January, Saturday afternoon, it was. Oh, the full story, the full story. Yeah, I'll paint a picture for you. Please do. I've got so bit of course, right? Um, no, I definitely. This one's not far from the memory. So I don't. Wasn't. Is it the beast from the east, or was it the? Is it? I think we were beast maybe still just prior to that. Beast I think east the beast from the east was like the March, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's pre beast from the east. It was like we still had a tough Christmas, and yeah, yeah, go with that. It was January. I was pretty sure I was meant to be studying for my prelims instead, and there was snow absolutely everywhere. It was freezing, and Dad's like, "Right, the bother of games still on." I'm like, "All right." And from Dalkey to saying, Walk, <laughs> you're saying most yeah. of the games in, in in the area. Oh yeah, I honestly I don't think any other games were on, uh, and <laughs> I I really don't. Brendan can can fact check me there. That was oh, like the snow was. It was just like all clumped around the edge of the park. Like that, there must there'll be pictures out there. I'm sure there'll be pictures on the website. But there was just snow everywhere, and it was. I'm sure it's the junior cup, and took a walk up, and there was. I swear to God, there was about a thousand people there. And if there wasn't, then right, okay, I failed my maths prelim. Um. <laughs> But you're too busy at the bottom of the game. Yeah, because exactly. <laughs> if I could count all these people, yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to that beautiful segue. Yes, Kerr Young's volley, uh, underside of the bar, and wait, now I'm trying to think. Was that the second goal? I think. I think. The We've actually still failed to mention who the, who this was against and why it's so important. Oh yeah. Oh, have we? <laughs> okay. I'm just. I'm so focused on the weather. You're so enamoured um, by that Kerr Young goal. Yeah, it was from a club very close to yeah. you. <laughs> I'm be the what you're talking about. <laughs> Sean, right, well, where are you from? <laughs> I hope 
Charlie Kirkwood is not listening to this podcast. Um, so, from <laughs> Knitting Boy Sean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so played, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Full, full, full disclaimer. Um, I have lived for the majority of my life in Newton Grange. Uh, went to Knitting Primary, all that sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> I've been known to maybe pop along to New Victoria Park from time to time. Um, Amy's yeah. pretending when she's shocked, but she knew this. Um, but. Um, as they are our opponents on Saturday in the Soccer Shop Challenge Cup. What end will we find you in? <laughs> I can guarantee I'll be wearing my rose jacket. So like me and Jake V you. <laughs> I'll have my rose jacket or my rose face mask and I'll be celebrating uh, rose Which you can still get contact the club. You can still get rose face masks. Do get in touch with your fans. Um, Sell some white ones. They might your makeup might rub off. That was Amy's concern. <laughs> she had to go for a red they one. Take off the makeup. <laughs> but I uh, I get a face mask. They're smashing. And um, aye, so let's put this one to bed. Yeah, let's but, go back um, to that game. Well, <laughs> yeah, all the, let's all this. Let's talk about you. No, let's not because I'll be hundred <laughs> percent behind Boring on Saturday, and I'm really hoping that. This is a, a competition that we can progress in because um, we saw the fantastic Scottish Cup run last year. And this is a, a without putting pressure on, on anyone, I think this is a, a cup that we were probably one of the favourites for. Um, so to see us win a derby, um, it would be a fantastic st- start to that. For the first time um, in a while. Aye, so to have a derby, not to win, just to have a yeah, derby well, in general. Definitely not to win. win. I think the, the record is <laughs> it speaks for itself. I think it's... Um, we were chatting this game with, with Brendan on Saturday and he says he has players who <laughs> left on testimonials who um, never were beaten by Knit and Star and that's when um, they were in the same division for a long time obviously he got promoted um, and that's we as boy like Amy before you say something that was <laughs> smooth thank you um, <laughs> right, so I think it was a cup final I forget the name of the cup now but in May 2018 was the last time at Pedicook Park where uh, boy like beat the uh, Star 5-1 and you were five saying one. that you were there on a snowy so day I was 5-2 game yeah 5-2 high scoring yeah it was um, it really could have been more it, I think both both stars goals were free kicks I think it was De La Hara De La Hara you'll know um, <laughs> De La Hara is a person who did used to play for New Green Star yeah. yeah I'll go with De La Hara um, and I think he, he could have probably scored five or six it reminds me of a certain league Clary, um, <laughs> who did score on that game as well but was not it was not dead ball it was not, not dead ball, special, not dead ball special, um, and I'm pretty sure he opened the scoring Dean Brett got a goal in that game as well he scored in the dying minutes um, there was there was Kerry Young Lee Curry, Dean Brett, Neil Martin. Neil Martin has scored a penalty, I'm sure. And Kevin Love, yeah. No, Kevin Love. Love. Love, yeah. I don't know. Interesting to see if we can get as many goals. Um, it would be such a goal fest on, on Saturday. I, Amy, maybe you could uh, sort of underline just how bigger rivalry is this between Boyle Rigg Rose and Nitton Star? It's one of these games and it's going to, we say that a fair bit at the weekend there and we'll, there's no doubt we'll say a fair bit on Saturday coming. 
that this is a game that you just want your fans there and you just yeah, I guess a bit of rubbish just, talking about so it all sad. the time, and we don't want to be like sound that we're not you know, exactly. But it's just it's like we properly, properly feel for the fact that this is a derby and it's a cup exactly. Game. I just had a derby at the weekend at Celtic Rangers, and it's just there's nothing. Yeah, if we want fans every game, of course you do. But there's just ones in particular that they really, they really do. And I'm not saying if the fans were there themselves, it would have won. So I don't think. <laughs> my God, you'd need, I think you'd need 22 Celtic players on the pitch to try and even get a mm. shot on target. Um, but you do, you'd, of course you do. You want the fans here. And especially with not being in the same divisions now. And Newton, Newton Green Star not being quite the side that they were of recent years mm. you do these these games are few and far between and when they do come around you want them you want them to be the best atmosphere possible it's yeah I, mean, I don't think it's controversial to say that they're the two biggest clubs in Midlothian I'd say that I don't think it's controversial if you I'm look back Dalkey. at history as well uh, <laughs> you're from <laughs> Dalkey I'm up in Gorebridge and it's just like if you just look at it like, there's not really I just think that, I mean, Star have a fantastic history and it's a yeah. shame, I think, to see that obviously there's there's rivalries, but and I don't think this is me speaking from, because I'm from Nitton, but I just mean that I think it's a shame to see a club like that who do have such a storied history. Of course it is. You want, the big, you want the big sides up against each other. Like you see a derby and Aye. a rivalry, nothing beats derby day. You're, you're spot on. and um, It's just interesting. What do you think is... I've said it a million times before, upward trajectory, Bonnig have gone from strength to strength for the past number of years, whereas um, on the other hand, for, for Nitton Star, that seems to have gone the other way. They seem to have sort of dropped down the finished uh, bottom of the East of Scotland Premier Division last season on, on points per game, to be fair, but um, it wasn't a, a good season That's at all. That's a demise, wasn't it? Uh, it is, but do you think that it's, like we've said, it's a derby, rivalry, cup game? Oh, that's all out the window, 100%. That doesn't matter. Mm. Um, it's one-off game. Freak things happen as well, and you can look at Ross. And I'm, let me say, it does. It really doesn't matter. And form doesn't really matter. It's just, it's a derby. It's, it's a, a derby. It's a derby, and that's so exciting to say, isn't it? I mean, I know we've, yeah. we've sort of prefaced it with you can't. Unfortunately, folk can't be there yet. But the fact that. Well, this week is built up to the derby, to um, a, a game between two local sides, and one one progresses in the cup to play. Uh, the winner will go away to Renfrew, and one won't. One's cup campaign's over for the season, and that's really really exciting, isn't it? It is indeed, and I I'm very much looking forward to it. You, you, uh, <laughs> I, I am yes, looking forward you. to it. Fingers crossed for a, a rose win, definitely. Um, and. Oh, interesting because George Hunter strikes me as a very sort of calm, composed guy. You see that in the way he plays football, his, his great yeah. touches, his great finishes. And it's, but it's against his old team, and I wonder if that if he'll be more determined to score against them. If, uh, hope if so. he, he may make for a bit of more pressure, you do, you do hope so definitely because it was his fantastic performances at Newton Green Star that um, that attracted where he goes to to sign him. Um, yeah, to pluck him from the wee team. There, there we, we go. go. Try to get myself there on side. Um, <laughs> quit while you're ahead, son. <laughs> I think I will. I think I will. And <laughs> quit while you're ahead is maybe the message for this podcast as a whole. Um, so thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Rosie Posey podcast. Uh, do t- check out the live stream on Saturday, which 
you might be hearing more than just the coaches' voices. We hope so we'll see um, on that one. Uh, I keep an eye out and an ear out for that one. Don't forget to subscribe so the podcast appears in your feed automatically so you don't have to go scrolling for it every time. It's just there for you when you wake up in the morning. Um, how, so wake so up fun. to me and, Amy, and Amy, me and Amy. How lucky are you? Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Countries in uh, a pandemic. World in a pandemic, because <laughs> that's what you're offering. God, do a bit, do a bit. Aye, so a great week for the Rose. Long may it continue. Uh, thank you very much to Amy Caravan for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. And we'll be back next week to pick the bones from the Derby. Hopefully we're, we're talking positively and we'll look ahead to what's to come in the Logan League as well. Uh, have a smashing week, folks, and hope you enjoy the Derby on Saturday. See ya. Thank you.